Welcome everyone to another episode of the Kid Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your co-host, Darth Selene. And I am your main host, the Artificial Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to word my words right. Shut up. Word your words? Yes. You can't English the words right now. Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, with that little thing aside, welcome to the 40th episode of the podcast, everybody. It's 40 now? Yeah, the, the Yaddo episode was 39, and this is the 40th episode. Wow. Yep. Um. So yeah, Um. once again, I'll breeze through this a little bit quickly. Um. So we got our little Patreon tiers, uh, the lowest being Three dollars and the highest being ten dollars, and whatever tier you contribute to, uh, you have instant access to our Discord server where you could talk general Star Wars lore, memes, show off your collection, and just do some recommendations for future episodes and have fun chatting with us yep, here and there. Talk to us, get to know us. Yeah, um, we have a lot of fun in this server. We always like hearing everybody's opinions. Uh, Hell, even if it's just like day-to-day complaining. Yeah, exactly. And I know you love <laughs> using that server to complain about a lot of things, Hannah. Yes. But anyway, um, so for any of you that contribute to the highest tier, which is the smuggler tier, um, you'll get a new Patreon art piece each month. And for this month, we have Empress Teta. Oh, we finally changed it up. Yep. I haven't seen this one yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and share this with you. Um, it's kind of an older one that I commissioned a while ago, but I think it's high time that I shared her. Empress Teta, if you remember from our History of a Sith episode, is the one who led the uh, Galactic Republic forces back to Korriban, beat them back to Korriban, and Naga Sadal had to do his legendary his family legendary technique. <laughs> but yeah, um... I know Kit would have a field day with this one because she's got big tetas down there. Oh, God. <laughs> well, she definitely fits the Empress look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, fuck, I forget there was like this uh, comment on that video where uh, somebody mentioned that teta is Spanish for tits or yep, something. Spanish for tits. And he was all like, make that of how you will. And well... <laughs> I uh, definitely made that with how I did in the Patreon art piece this month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. T- um, Tata lives up to her name. Yes. Um, and for this month, it will be kind of a little bit special because this month, uh, my birthday is right around the corner. Yay! So, yay. I am one more year closer to death. Yay. Oh. Um, I'm close behind you next, or yeah, next month is August. September yeah. is in my, my birthday. Yeah, so. and, and it's also very uh, serendipitous because September will be our two-year anniversary of a podcast. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. I got a uh, very, very special episode for our two-year anniversary. Um, Hannah does not know what the subject is, which will be on purpose because it is going to be a enlightening one for you, Hannah. Oh, yay. That's going to be fun. <laughs> it is going to be fun. Scheduling will be fun. Because oh. um, I think the second week yep. of September, I have to go to Washington for my best friend's wedding. I'm a bride. Well, I'll make sure to do a lot of uh, recording beforehand before you go on vacation. But yeah. It's not even a vacation. I'm, I'm going to my best friend's wedding. Well, you know what I mean. Just a lot of recording episodes beforehand before you leave. All that fun stuff. But anyway, um, so... Last note, support my blog! Yep, support her blog. Oh yeah, shout out for everybody that has contributed to the podcast before I forget. 
Um, I have a list. I just haven't pulled it up. So shout outs for the smugglers of Ahaya's Patreon tier. Um, Cameron Lee, Elia Gestapi, Eric Thompson, Kenneth Young, Leon Fod the Fourth, and Tristan H. You all know who you are. Thank you so much for the support and Thanks, for sticking <laughs> and for sticking with us this far into the series. Oh, just wait until September hits. It's going to be even more. Yeah, it's, it's be better. It's honestly going to be a blast. And for another quick little announcement, um, a little while ago, by the time this episode gets uploaded, um, I would have already deleted the post by then, but I did a round, a uh, poll of which future Karelian characters we should talk about in the future. Um, Dengar, uh, Pelion, uh, two others, I can't... Oh yeah, Wedge Antilles and uh, Garm Bill Eblis were my choices mm-hmm. for. Um, first round, uh, <laughs> it was pretty much a tie between Garm, Antilles, and uh, Pelion, So Dengar, Dengar got knocked out. Yeah, Dengar was the, the unlucky one. So mm-hmm. I did a round two, and uh, it w- we got a lot more votes. And uh, Pelion was the most popular one out of oh, that cool. entire <laughs> votes free. So yeah, expect a future episode of Pelion. Most likely somewhere in September or October, but I can't say for sure. We'll see. We shall see, but dear viewers... We will be talking about Galliad Pelion, the Giga Chad himself in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> but on to the topic of today's episode. Indeed. And I actually... So, unlike my future episodes where I take a bunch of notes from Wikipedia and everything... Um, well, okay, I did that with the uh, Scorpion Egg Annihilator droid a couple of months back. But this time... I do have a nice little book that I'm going to be referring to. Yep, we got a source book for this one. And in this case, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're interested, it is the Bounty Hunter Code. It's one of those in-universe books that you could uh, buy. Like, uh, there's the uh, Code of the Sith. There's one for the Jedi Order. I think there's like a Smuggler Handbook out there right now. An Imperial Handbook. It's just a bunch of... In-universe stuff, talking about uh, regulations. And every uh, every faction. Yeah, every faction. And, uh, you know, just a lot of in-lore detail. If, and If you didn't get the topic of today's episode from the title, we're talking about the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yep, the Bounty Hunters Guild. I'm going to do a little bit, because we've been focusing on heroes for a little bit and villains before them. Um, this I'm is more neutral. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a little bit more neutral. We're focusing on the anti-heroes of Star Wars. Hell yeah. But uh, don't expect Boba Fett anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> because he's super duper popular. I don't need a uh, video diving into him. Unless it's popular demand or something like that. We'll but see. anyway, um, before we prattle on about Boba Fett, um, yeah, the Bounty Hunter Code, um, if you guys want to pick up this long series of books, it's really neat. I really like that uh, there are certain name characters that put in notes on the side here and there. Like for the Bounty Hunters code, there is Boba Fett, Bosk, Greedo, Dengar. I think like, a, so there's like two sections. There's the Bounty Hunter section and a section about the Death Watch. That's cool. 
And in the Death Watch, it has uh, not only Boba Fett, but handwriting from Hondo Onaka himself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I love these types of books, and I'm so happy that I got my hands on this uh, book a little while back. Because, in all honesty, when I was looking at research on Wikipedia for the Bounty Hunters Guild, there's not too much information that I could find on it. Yeah, that's not surprising. It's It's like, yeah, it was like literally like a Two to three pages on just the Bounty Hunters Guild alone. Oh, geez. That's not good. Yeah. That's not um, great. <laughs> I mean, um, I kind of get it. They don't want to go too much into the details. Uh, it's just general history, what they're all about, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that is why I am so happy that I got the Bounty Hunters Code. Um, and I'm going to start off by reading you the first introductory page. Okay. <clears throat> Greetings from the head of a bounty hunter's guild. No matter where you come from or what kind of life you've led, I already know a few things about you. As good as you are at handling a weapon or a vehicle, you are determined to improve your skills. You get restless if you stay at at one world for too long. You know many laws in numerous star systems, but you have no intention of using that knowledge in a courtroom. (laughs) You are inquisitive by nature, yet have a cautious distrust of most sentient life forms. If time allows, you won't enter a building until you've discreetly inspected every exit. You are not averse to fighting to get what you need. You have little respect for those who can't defend themselves. But you respect their economic worth if they become subjects of bounties. You take satisfaction in doing things right. You take pride in the way you earn your money. How do I know these things? Because we think alike. Our profession binds us as comrades in arms. We bounty hunters appreciate the value of information and techno know-how. And no matter how antisocial you may feel in general, you know there are disadvantages to working entirely on your own. You need connections to stay alive and get the job done. You sometimes require support and allies to watch your back. In other words, you need the Bounty Hunters Guild, and the Guild needs you. For nearly a thousand years, the Bounty Hunters Guide Handbook has kept Guild members alive and informed. This updated edition features insights from master hunters and overviews of trade tools that have been recently introduced to the market. It also includes the most current data about hunting protocols in Imperial space, enabling you to carry out your work in full compliance with the Imperial Office of Criminal Investigations. You have the book, The Hunt Awaits. Now get to work. Kradosk, head of a bounty hunter's guild. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just the mere introduction to this book, and I fucking love that. That's really cool. Yeah, and it it does explain the bounty hunter's guild in a nutshell. Like, uh, to put it simply, the bounty hunter's guild is an organization, but it's also more of a clubhouse, sort of speak. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, like almost like a brotherhood. 
almost like a brotherhood. But obviously, there's like benefits here and there, which yeah. we'll get more into. But anyway, um, so let me go into my actual notes real quickly. The Bounty Hunters Guild is an ancient institution that, as Kradaz pointed out earlier, has been around for centuries. Um, it's also kind of important to note that Bounty Hunters... We all know what bounty hunters are. They're basically... If you don't, you're living under a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah, for any of you that do live under a rock, bounty hunters are basically people that do a job, either on a uh, target or a series of targets, go out, hunt them down, take them in either alive... Or dead. Or dead. Or as Dinjarin likes to say, I could either bring you in warm or I could bring you in cold. Yep. <laughs> Literally, if you have not seen a bounty hunter in action... Either go watch The Clone Wars or go watch Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> yeah, essentially, bounty hunters are super simple. There's no... Well, okay, we'll, as we'll get further into the bounty hunter's uh, guide and everything they stand for, there's a little bit of politics in there, but let's just say um, they're kind of simple yet complicated at the same time. It's, it's a very simple concept for anyone just, like, like just... If you immediately think of a bounty hunter, you think, oh, they kill for money. Yep, pretty much. And uh, <laughs> um, I'll get into the distinctions between a mercenary and a bounty hunter. Even though they're kind of the same thing, in my opinion, but they do, like, point out, like, misconceptions. There are, there are differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, even though bounty hunters have technically been around since the beginning of civilization and memorial and everything, mm -hmm. um, officially, the... There are, like, multiple bounty hunters guild that have been around for centuries. Like, uh, when the Galactic Republic was founded 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. Holy uh, shit, they've been around <laughs> that long? Yeah, they've been along for a long time. Technically, the first bounty hunters guild that has conjured into existence was the uh, Trandosians. Hmm. That's was, surprising. Yeah, yeah, because the Trandosians, as we all know, love hunting, shooting things, and mounting them up on their walls as Especially Wookiees. Yeah, especially Wookiees. It's the original Bounty Hunters Guild, the Trandosians version anyway, was more of a hunting lodge where they could gather together and talk about their accomplishments to their relatives and to their children, and they would have high expectations here and there. Um, there are many different guilds. And the very first Bounty Hunters Guild was kind of just this huge umbrella organization that brought all these other guilds together for one common cause as this governmental body, so to speak. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, let me see. And if it's not very obvious, uh, the Trandosians see it as a great as a great accomplishment that they were the first bounty hunters. Like, as you notice, there's a lot of Trandosians in very prominent positions, such as Kradosk, who is oh, the current yeah. head of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Kradosk is a badass. Yeah, he's kind of a Chad. Um, At least he's on good terms with our Jack campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in our uh, campaign where uh, your, the entire party's being hunted down by the Bounty Hunters Guild. But semantics. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Bosk, his Sun is one of them. He's a very prominent bounty hunter, both in the Clone Wars and the Imperial era. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, um, I... Fuck it. Hell, Cad Bane even being a prime example of a bounty hunter. Well, yeah, um... But Cad Bane, see that episode. Yeah, yeah, see that episode. We'll talk a little bit of Cad, about Cad Bane and everything, but the Bounty Hunters Guild, um... So, 
it's kind of fascinating how the Bounty Hunters Guild came into existence. Um, initially, as I mentioned before, um, the Bounty Hunters Guild, there are like multiple different versions. Like the Old Republic version. It was Jesva's collective of numerous guilds. They did have a code, so to speak. But um, during like uh, times of desperation, like the Jedi Civil War, where Revan was... Uh, you know, abandon the galaxy to go to the unknown regions to kill Vitiate. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jedi were essentially hunted to extinction, and a lot of bounty hunters saw that as a huge profit. Like, ooh, I could get a did. lot of money by killing this Jedi. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, over these past couple of years, these rogue bounty hunters would continue to hunt down Jedi and everything. And the Jedi were, you know kind of pissed off that they had to get a bunch of their people killed and a bunch of innocent people caught in a crossfire. So they petitioned to the Galactic Senate like, hey, could you please solve this problem? We don't want any more of our dudes to get killed. To be fair, in the Bounty Hunter storyline, you do kill a lot of Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have... But super... they're coming after you for no fucking reason. <laughs> thanks to fucking Generis. I mean... <laughs> more fucking when you have supernatural powers that could bend well not exactly bend reality but bend many people's minds to your whim you're gonna have a lot of enemies yeah <laughs> but anyway um so it's kind of fascinating like um so at around after the battle of rusan uh when the entire sith empire got extincted quote-unquote mm-hmm. um the jedi approached the galactic senate being all like hey could you please per Find a way to organize the bounty hunters so that they don't come out and murder our asses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Galactic Senate was like, okay, um, we're going to finance a new bounty hunters guild so that they could govern themselves instead of having... Well, okay, we'll dictate the laws and everything, but mostly it's just the bounty hunters guild that uh, make sure that we're following the laws and everything. Okay, so they follow laws within reason, yeah, but they still get the job done. Yeah, exactly. The Bounty Hunters Guild, it's kind of complicated. They're sort of a mercenary force, but at the same time, they're a a law enforcement force, if that makes any sense. Kind of. It's kind of like how the Mandalorians are bounty hunters by default. Yeah. Like, they still have the honor. They're still holding their honor as warriors, but, but they get money they're making it. money. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like I said, it's kind of complicated with a Bounty Hunters Guild because... Uh, it's also kind of important to to put yourself in the context of a Star Wars galaxy as a whole. Let's say there's a criminal that did a bunch of murder on, I don't know, I will use Tatooine, for example. Um, they did a lot of murder on Tatooine. Then that criminal decides to fuck off and go to another world on the other side of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Technically, they are not on... The, the local police force wouldn't have a jurisdiction to just go to that planet and grab their ass... That's where the bounty hunters come in. Yeah, they're like intergalactic cops. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. But more lethal. More lethal and, well, they're going to kill a bunch of people for process. Again, it kind of depends on each individual bounty hunter. Yes. If it's Cad Bane, well, he'll just shoot anybody up. But. Exactly. <laughs> but Boba Fett, he'll go straight for the target. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, it kind of depends. Um, it depends on the individual. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the... So, <laughs> in previous Bounty Hunters Guild, they they did have a code of honor, sort of, 
but it didn't exactly bound them to the laws of a galactic senate and everything. Um, for this new Bounty Hunters Guild, um, there were four prominent members, which I'll actually send you a picture of. Um, yeah, there's these uh, numerous Bounty Hunter clans, as they're called. Um, I'll tell you their names from left to right. As you see, one of them is a Trandoshan. Is that um, Kurdosk? No, that's a... Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt it if it's one of his ancestors, but okay. he's from a prominent Bounty Hunter clan. Um, the Trandoshan is Frosk. The Rodian is Tiso. The Twi'lek is Sayakesi. Then the human is Karapon. And I want to point out that, once again, we have a Twi'lek that uh, is directing important things that are happening in galactic society That's awesome so Twi'lek yeah represent yeah we got a twi'lek we got a human uh See, i don't hate twi'leks yeah i hate twi'lek politics <laughs> that's fair yeah um but yeah just these four prominent bounty hunter clan leaders just came together to found this new bounty hunters guild nice. and they decided to come up with the bounty hunters creed which is essentially a guideline that all bounty hunters must abide by. Or if they break any lines of a creed, then their license would get revoked. Yeah, exactly. Break any of these rules, you're getting fucked over. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and let me see if I could pull up a cr the uh, creed. Ah, here we go. Okay, so here, I'm going to simplify this a little bit. I'm not going to go through it uh, in depth. But here are the, there are uh, six tenets of a creed. First tenet, people don't have bounties. Only acquisitions have bounties. Tenet number two, capture by design, kill by necessity. Third tenet, no, no hunter shall slay another hunter. Fourth, no hunter shall interfere with another's hunt. Fifth, in the hunt... One captures or kills, never both. Six, no hunter shall refuse aid from another hunter. Nice. So yeah, um, and it, these tenets are what bound every hunter within the guild together as almost this honorable pact of assassins, mercenaries, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's, they're, they do the dirty work, but they're still honorable about it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I'll go a couple more interesting tad bits on the guild's history that I found. Um, <laughs> even though it had a it had good intentions in the beginning, it would the guild would face many problems. Um, such as one occasion where a bunch of human bounty hunters caused a schism within the guild. Of course. Um, and they decided, hey. You see those armored people on the planet called Mandalore over there? We're going to fuck them up. Oh, great. <laughs> and the Mandalorians did not like that at all. Well, and, of course. And they decided to retaliate by blowing up a space station they were convening at. Oh. Yeah, yeah. those those um, bounty hunters fucked around and found out. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't fuck with the Mandalorians. Yeah. And this pushed the guild to recruit members of other species to prove that they are not speciesist. That's good. Even droids are accepted into the guild now. That's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And uh, I didn't point this out before, but technically it was the Jedi that kind of pushed the Senate into creating the Bounty Hunters Guild, basically. Interesting. In a sense... Okay. The Jedi and the Bounty Hunters Guild are kind of sort of bros... That's 
okay. <laughs> like, here is another interesting uh, tad bit of lore between them. Um, at around 200 years before the Battle of Yavin, the Mandalorians decided to do what Mandalorians do best and decide to genocide another race. Yay! Yay! Genocide! Um, and, uh... Despite the Mandalorians deciding to go back to their warrior ways for a little bit, the Jedi Council stood by and basically did nothing. Good job, peacekeepers. Yeah, that's what a bunch of uh, rogue Jedi Knights thought of. And they went to the Bounty Hunters Guild, convinced them to join their side, and uh, killed the current ruling Mandalore for that. Which Mandalore was that? Uh, It doesn't go into details. (laughs) But it's just... uh, I I write... Obviously, it's a uh, genocidal Mandalore of F5. Woohoo! Killing more races again. God damn it. But yeah, in this case, the, the Bounty Hunters Guild and Jedi were kind of bros. Hmm. And I'm also seeing a unique pattern that uh, the, the Bounty Hunters Guild and the Mandalorians are kind of at odds. <sighs> Sounds like it. Even though Mandalorians <laughs> can technically be a part of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Yeah. Yeah, Most more often than not. A lot of Mandalorians to see are bounty hunters, basically. Or mercenaries, at the very least. Yeah, at the least, mercenaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, even though the Jedi and the Bounty Hunters Guild were at pretty good terms, during the Clone Wars, um, there was a certain chapter of the Bounty Hunters Guild that was founded called the, uh, what was it, the Crimson Nova. It's basically a chapter that specializes in killing Jedi. Oh, and this guild would have been created through the finances of a Twi'lek named Karasfen, who is an ally of Dooku. Well, that's convenient. Yep. Though the, no- the Crimson Nova would be disbanded by the uh, combined force of Mace Windu, Kit Fistu, Stacey Tin, and Ejin Kelar. That's cool. So, yeah, Mace Windu and the boys came in and fucked shit up on the Bounty Hunters Guild. By the way... Boiling it- Dooku's plans yet again. By the way, um, all four of those Jedi would be the very same Jedi that attempted to fuck up Palpatine, but he fucked them up in return. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kid Fisto. Poor Kid Fisto. He lasts longer than the others, aside he from did. Yeah, but poor Kid Fisto. <laughs> all right. Um, so let me go ahead and talk a little bit about their inner rankings and everything. Okay. Oh, actually, now that I remember it, there are, I was looking through the, the, the Bounty Hunter's the guidebook. Book? And it actually does give a couple of good insights on the history of the Bounty Hunters Guild. Let me see if I can find that certain tale. Uh, God damn it. I have sticky notes, but... uh, God. Okay, here's the story I'm looking for. So there's this ancient tale that is obviously in the Bounty Hunters Guild. And it's kind of like passed along on the origins of what bounty hunters are for. Mm -hmm. And what to expect as a bounty hunter. A long time ago, a bloodthirsty gangster seized power in the FACO system. Many lawmen and civilians died during the killing or escaped from the fiend, and it seemed all hope was lost. A group of villagers on Fanacos transmitted a plea to other worlds and promised a reward of precious crystals to anyone who could help. Many months passed before a one-eyed stranger carrying a long glowing spear arrived by starship. She faced the villagers and said, I will dispose of your oppressor, but first you will show me the crystal so I can see that they are authentic. 
How can we know you will help us? How can we know you won't kill us and steal the crystals? I am a hunter, not a liar, assassin, or thief. Our word is our contract, and I always honor a contract. The village leaders brought forth the crystals. The hunter examined the crystals, found them satisfactory, and departed for the gangster's lair. Three days later, as night was falling, the hunter returned, clutching her spear in one hand and the gangster's head in another. The hunter was limping, and she used her spear as a walking stick to guide her progress. A wide bandage covered her one eye. My prey blinded me, she said, but my job is done. You will give me the crystals, and I ask one of you to guide me back to my starship. Wow. But the leader of a village saw an opportunity to deceive a hunter. He gave her a bag filled with small worthless stones instead of a promised crystals. Scheming to take her ship as well, he said his people could not guide her to her ship until daylight, but he inv invited her to join them in celebrating the gangster's death. As the celebration proceeded, the villagers did not notice the hunter limp away into the surrounding darkness, taking the bag of stones with her. Later that night, the village leader collapsed upon the ground. The other villagers bent over his unconscious body and discovered he had been stunned by a single small stone. And then they heard the hunter's voice from the shadows. Your leader attempted to cheat me of the crystals that I earned. My injuries and loss of vision have not affected my aim. I have many stones, enough for each of you. Bring me the crystals, or when your leader awakens, he will find all of you dead. God damn. The villagers looked at each other and trembled. One cried out, what kind of monster are you? The hunter sighed before she answered, not the kind who would break a contract. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to hold up the ideal of don't break your contract. Yeah, pretty much. A bounty hunter, um, the thing to understand about, because it's... Um, a story, essentially. And there are, like, many other versions of mm -hmm. this story, like Boba Fett says right here. My father told me a different version of this story. The villagers attacked the hunter, and the hunter attacked them all in self-defense. So, it's sort of a legend, and more of a moral lesson of what it means to become a bounty hunter. Yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, like, uh, sure, you're going out and uh, killing bad people and getting good rewards in the process, but you could... It's a very dangerous yeah, lifestyle. you could end up blind. You could end up blind, and you could have your employers fucking you over. Yeah. But nothing is more important than the contract. Exactly. Always keep the contract. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a very fascinating story. Um, Here's a uh, picture of what that bounty hunter would look like, by the way. Oh, hang on. Grab the book. That's cool. Yeah, I can't, I, it doesn't say what race she is, but I think it's an Abyssian, who are like the one-eyed fuckers. Yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. She looks like an Abyssian. Yeah. The only, or the only other named Abyssian I know is Maggot from Thanaton's yeah, yeah, the, story. Yeah, the slave of Thanaton, um, <laughs> yeah. I remember Ironic him. that he had a slave, but he also was a slave. Yep, ironic. He needs I his own video. <laughs> yeah, one of these days we'll talk about Thanaton. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, let me go ahead and talk about the political structures of the Bounty Hunters Guild. So as we know, 
um, there's a guild master who is like essentially like the like the grand master of a Jedi order or the uh, the, Yo, like the, the dark head, lord the of the honcho. Sith. Yeah, they're big head honcho. Um, and the only one that I think we know of is Kradaz, who is Bosk's father. Yeah. Um, and below him are the uh, what was it? Uh, okay. Um, I'll go through that later. Um, and under him, under the guild master, is essentially the guild council. They're kind of comprised of the heads of the other bounty hunters, uh, like chapters, clans. clans, chapters, houses, organizations. So you or, know, you know their own inner factions. They represent the their own chapters and houses, and the guild um, council is essentially there as a legislative body. They, you know, determine the rules. Um, they, Just like the Senate. Yeah. Just on a smaller scale. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they determine what new bounty hunter gets accepted into the guild. Um, you know, they they convene together to see if they need to punish this certain bounty hunter who has a quarrel with another bounty hunter or broke the rules, something like that. Yeah, you know. they keep order. Yeah, it's essentially your classical tribunal, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, there are like, a, I'll talk about their own separate houses because all of them are really freaking interesting. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kradosk, even though he's he's technically been the leader of the Bounty Hunters Guild since, I believe, the beginning of the Clone Wars and into the Imperial Era. So like 20-ish years. Sort That's of. still a long time. It is a pretty long time. Um and in the Imperial Era, um, there was kind of as little uh, strife within the Bounty Hunters Guild. Because, uh, you know, you have the old, um, more greedy Bounty Hunters who reap from all the contracts that they reap and everything. And then there are the younger Bounty Hunters that, you know, go out and kill the bounties. Um, they feel kind of cheated because... They the want their money too. You know, they want their money. Um... And Bosk, he kind of is disgusted with his father, Kratos, because he's kind of, you know, growing frail and weak and everything. And he thinks it's time for a regime change, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and a year after the Battle of Yavin, this would essentially be insinuated by Boba Fett himself, who was sent into the Bounty Hunters Guild as this sort of undercover agent to incite rebellion and everything. Um... And there was a little rift that grew between the old and the younger bounty hunters. Um, the old would form this organization called, let me see if I could find it, uh, the True Guild. Okay. And the younger uh, members would found a faction called the Guild Reform Committee. And it essentially started this little civil war, which was kicked off when uh, Kradosk. He hired one of Boss's closest friends to basically assassinate his child. Because, God damn! <laughs> because, long story short, Kradosk kind of sensed that uh, Boss was growing more power hungry and everything. And mm -hmm. he decided, okay, I better kill him and That's everything. That's the nature of trained oceans, though. Unfortunately, um, Boss's friend didn't want to kill him and told him about it. And he basically went back to Kradosk and lied about him. And uh, Bosk came in and basically killed and then ate his father. Oh, wow. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, yay, Trandoshan cannibalism. Fuck, the Trandoshans are... 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. They are weird, but they are very interesting. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's why Kaizen is one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is weird as fuck. But he has a very deep sense of honor. Yes, he does. Which is why... uh, That's why I admire the Trandoshans. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then it caused this little event called the Bounty Hunter Wars. Oof. And obviously many of the old members got killed. And the remaining members of the Bounty Hunters Guild would be accepted into the fold under the Empire. Well, it's like what Cad Bane says. Or just any... Or what you've said in the Cad Bane episode. Yep. It's... For a business where you die young, it's... Imp- it's significant that you grow old. Yeah, exactly. Or something along those lines. Fear the old in a profession where men die young. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the thing with the Bounty Hunters Guild is that no matter which civilization rules the galaxy, they're going to operate by their rules. Like it was for the Galactic Republic, now the Empire. Um, as the Civil War is kind of going in the direction of a Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. they switch to, you know, the Rebel Alliance of a New Republic. Oh, they flop sides pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, you gotta get, you gotta get where the money is. You gotta go where the money is. <laughs> so Bosk became the new head of the Bounty Hunters Guild. I think so. It, is it never confirmed? I mean, I would assume that is the case. But when I was doing research on Guildmasters and everything, Kratosk is the only notable one. By default, I think he it goes to Bosk. Yeah, Bosk. Um, in canon, yeah, in canon, I think uh, you remember. Okay, you watch a couple of episodes of Mandalorian, right? Very few, but yes. You're, okay, you remember that uh, that uh, African American guy um, who gives the jar and his jobs and everything? Grief Karga. Yeah, Grief Karga. Thank okay. you. Okay. Um, he is technically the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild on that planet, so okay. I think there's like individual guild masters, so to speak. That makes sense. I think just Kratos was like the guild master of the guild masters. He was like the head honcho. Yeah, the head honcho of all the honchos. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, let me see. Was there anything else? And as far as I can tell, the Bounty Hunters Guild is still a prominent force in the galaxy. As bounty hunters will always be prominent yeah, in the Star Wars bounty galaxy. bounty hunters are always going to have a job. They yeah, have job much. security. Yeah, as long as there's someone to murder, as long as there's money to be had by killing that said person, there will always be bounty hunters. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, since we got the history of the bounty hunters get on the way, let's talk about more about the how it operates okay. aside from you know the uh, guild master and everything mm-hmm. um so the bounty hunters guild as i said before is qualified as a law enforcement organization and how you get into the bounty hunters guild is kind of interesting um a member of so you could just be a normal person that wants to join the Bounty Hunters Guild for, you know, money or Mm -hmm. because you love the thrill of a hunt. Essentially anything. But you got to be recommended by a member of the guild. Or you could just go through certain trials and do some background checks, training and all that. You know, the normal stuff that you would do at a normal job. Yeah. That requires a license and everything. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, training... Uh, do some background checks, do the written exam, and then, boom, you're a bounty hunter of a bounty hunter's guild. Nice. And, yeah, there's this, uh, each, okay, in during the reign of the Empire, anyway, each bounty hunter has a license called the Imperial Peacekeeping Certificate. 
And it basically is issued to them by the Imperial Office of uh, Criminal Investigations. So, so they're licensed uh, merc- mercenaries for pretty much a uh, license to kill. Um, and each bounty hunter needs this license. Otherwise, if they don't have that license, they're you know they're criminals. Yeah, they're essentially criminals for hire at that point. Um, but to be when you're a member of a bounty hunters guild. You need to pay an annual fee to oh, stay fuck. as a, which is a, yeah, it's in the handbook too. Um, you need to pay an annual service fee of 2,000 credits. Oh, our deck can definitely afford that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, or if you claim affiliation with a certain house, then that's an additional amount per uh, month. Ah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, it yeah, is- like any membership to a club. And, of course, whenever uh, you go out and kill a bounty, the Bounty Hunters Guild will take a certain percentage out of yeah. that bounty. So you're not getting the full amount. Makes like, sense. Like, uh, you know, with each paycheck that you get, you get taxes taken out. Or it's like commission. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um. Now, while it may... Okay, and for each three years, um, an agent of the guild would have to examine each bounty hunter to see if they're up to code and everything. You know, that sort of thing. It's very... <laughs> it's very bureaucratic and everything in the Bounty Hunters Guild. Like, you gotta meet these requirements, you gotta pay fees, you gotta pay well, upcharges. if you're being a legal killer, that makes sense. It has to stay organized and bureaucratic. Yeah, pretty much. Um, while this may seem pricey to some, um, the Guild would provide additional benefits to, um, to its members. You know, aside from having a wide choice of bounties to choose from. Like, you <laughs> like you're getting essentially bounties from everybody in the galaxy, like uh, the current government at the time, like the Republic or the Empire. Um, you're also getting bounties from corporations, planetary governments, or even in other cases, the Sy- crime syndicates, crime too. syndicates like the Huts, the Pikes, all of that, all yeah. those people and everything. Yeah, you get access to the whole galaxy's bounties. Yeah, it's essentially like a, if you're trying to look for a job and you're having a hard time trying to find job postings, then you go to a job fair and you have an entire, you know, door open to you. That's yeah. essentially what the Bounty Hunters Guild is for. Cool. So now, that's why Ventress became a bounty hunter. Pretty much. That being said, um, not all bounty hunters are part of a bounty hunter's guild. Yeah. They could choose to be independent. Um, for example, Cad Bane is an independent bounty hunter. Makes so sense. is Django Fett, because he doesn't like playing with others. No, he doesn't. We but, know this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also kind of an interesting dynamic, because members of a bounty hunter's guild kind of look down upon uh, independent bounty hunters. Because in their eyes, they're basically handicapping themselves. Exactly. Like, sure, you keep all your money, but you don't have access to all the bounties that we have. Or... They don't have access. They don't get the help from other bounty hunters if they need it. Yeah, and the Bounty Hunters Guild, aside from, you know, providing the bounties, they have additional benefits like, uh, you know, um, health insurance. I was going to say health insurance. <laughs> you, have, uh, you also have additional services like, for example, maybe your ship gets blown up or, you, or some of your equipment is malfunctioning. You could literally go to a Bounty Hunters Guild outpost and have them repair that for you. That's cool. That's Free very Free of charge. Free of charge. Yep. That's convenient. Why the fuck would you be working alone? Well, number one, because uh, most people are greedy and want to keep all the, you know, bounties to themselves. True. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of bureaucratic bullshit and everything. So Cad Bane is greedy. Yep. Well, okay, a little bit greedy, but he just loves the thrill of a hunt and everything. Fair enough. And, uh, of course, you also, uh, as, as weird as this may sound, you could also retire from the Bounty Hunters Guild if you want. Makes sense. And they also give you, you know, a retirement plan, that sort of thing. <laughs> if you live that long. If you live long <laughs> enough. Because it's kind of like that aspect, like, yes, you have a retire- retirement plan, but being a bounty hunter, You're it's a high-risk environment. It. <laughs> it's a high-risk environment, which is why I absolutely love that quote of, fear of the old and a profession where men die young. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like that quote, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, those that want to... Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I already explained all that. Let me actually go into the Bounty Hunters book to give you some additional information. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, here we go. Um, let me see. I already talked about that story. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Okay, misconception on bounty hunters. This one I absolutely love. Um, do bounty hunters kill for money? Yes, but <laughs> not indiscriminately and not merely for personal gain. Um, and there's this like this large circle around not merely for personal gain. And boss says, there's nothing wrong with mere personal gain. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love these books so much. I like um, them too. Yeah. Are bounty hunters murderers? No. Murderers kill unlawfully. Are bounty hunters assassins? No. Assassins typically target specific in- individuals for political or religious reasons and do not necessarily profit from the killing. Yeah. Which is, yes, it's technically true, but that's a difference. I mean, that's why Ventress and Maul were considered assassins. Yeah, pretty not much. Not apprentices. But for me, it's basically a difference without a distinction sort of thing. Fair enough. Because... I mean, maybe not the bounty hunters themselves are killing for political reasons, but maybe their employer is. Yeah, true. Yeah. Do bounty hunters kill innocent people? Never intentionally, and not without consequences. Members of a bounty hunters guild make every effort to ensure the safety of innocent life forms and prevent collateral damage. That's good. When accidents occur, the guild's legal and insurance department work with other authorities to compensate innocents and their relatives for any specific, specified loss, damage, illness, and death. Of course, the Bounty Hunters <laughs> Guild has an HR. Yeah, you got the HR <laughs> in the Bounty Hunters Guild. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, here we go. Are Bounty Hunters mercenaries? Absolutely not. Mercenaries are freelance soldiers hired to serve in foreign armies. Bounty Hunters have little regard for anyone whose allegiance is for sale. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Are all Bounty Hunters members of a Bounty Hunters Guild? No. Unfortunately for them, some bounty some hunters prefer to work independently. They don't last long. Unless you're Cad Bane. Unless you're Cad Bane. <laughs> I think I told you this story a while back, but... Uh, Cad Bane and Kratos have his little rivalry going on. They do? Yeah. Well, okay. Not right now. Kratos is dead and so is Cad Bane yeah. and Cannon. Um, but, like, uh, they have his little feud going on because Cad Bane essentially went out and killed free bounties in the guild that have been, you know, posted there for, like, several years. Mm-hmm. And no other guild members were successful except for Cad Bane. Oof. And Kratos 
was uh, that's gotta be a blow to the ego and yeah an independent and bounty hunter got these high paying yeah yeah <laughs> and kurt Oz was fucking pissed off and he wanted to talk to cat <laughs> <laughs> no notice the large air quotes i just want to talk to him <laughs> <laughs> and uh it didn't go well for kradosk and he ran away with his tail tucked between his legs in his gunfight with cad bane and he was all like we resolved it diplomatically Bullshit. And, and Cad Bane just snickers to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cad Bane's kind of a Chad. <laughs> yeah, he is. Cad, um, Cad Bane's one of my one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he especially is. after that episode. Oh, absolutely. Cad Bane is such an awesome character. But enough of me simping about Cad Bane. Um, do bounty hunters do freelance work? Guild members are allowed to pursue any sanctioned bounties with a provision that their work for the guild comes first and that the guild receives a percentage of their non-guild earnings. But remember that freelance is not an excuse for bad behavior. Yeah. Yeah, even though this entire book um, kind of, you know, does the uh, corporate approach, like, oh, we're professionals, we don't do freelance, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's, like, a lot of notes that points out this hypocrisy and everything. <laughs> like, uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> um, here's this one comment from Dingar um, about bounty hunters competing with each other, mm-hmm. which, which the answer is not if they're members of a bounty hunter's guild or an affiliate guild. And Dingar makes the comment of, Bosk competes with everyone typical boss <laughs> yeah very on on brand for bosk um let me see because bosk is an asshole yeah he is he is always an asshole let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um let me see uh okay let's go on to the fun part and talk about the individual houses of a bounty hunters okay God. um so yeah much like a okay so eat there is so the Bounty Hunters Guild is technically like an umbrella corporation. Um, like there's separate branches, like mm-hmm. you have in a company. Um, like for the Galactic Senate, there's like the uh, the uh, anti-war faction and the war faction, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, for the Bounty Hunters Guild, they just have several houses. They're not exactly like night houses or anything, but Kinda they like, have... like the, the houses that the, Ch- the Chiss have. Yeah, pretty much like that. Um... They have their own individual specialities. Like, See uh, the Chiss episode for that one. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, like each guild, not guild, each house has uh, their own different specialities. Of course, their founders, their size and uh, influence, their sphere of operations, blah, 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 and memberships. Like each different house has a different requirement of how you get into it. Like maybe... Makes sense. Like, maybe you get a recommendation from a member of that house. Maybe you need as much as free recommendations from free members of that house. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're personally selected by the founder themselves. It's very different. And if you're operating in that house, you also pay a required amount for the service charges and everything. Um, so let me go ahead and go down the list. First, we have House Bellinex. Um, they essentially specialize in uh, retrieving uh, kidnappers. Like, not the kidnappers themselves. They're rescuing people from kidnappers. And okay, everything. they're rescuing hostages. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, they're rescuing hostages, that sort of thing. 
Um, these guys are basically essentially the poster boys of a Bounty Hunters Guild because they're seen as basically the more honorable and noble Bounty Hunters because they're going out and rescuing people from these criminals and everything. Um, and their founding story and how they were created is actually kind of interesting. So as the name implies, their founder is a Bounty Hunter by the name of Kraversen Belenex. Um, it was essentially the offspring of his corporation called Fedenarian Defense Conglomerate, which essentially is a weapons company. Okay. Um, and this bounty hunter, Belenix, uh, went out, as the story goes, he took a job rescuing the son of one of the corporation's presidents. Mm -hmm. um, the son was captured by these uh, people called the Fassian Slavers. Uh-huh. Think of, like, the Zygerians, but there's, like, multiple different slaving guilds and everything. Okay. Um, and this guy went out to rescue the son, and he actually killed the head of the slavers and everything. Cool. But in turn, he received a, uh, he got hit by a blaster that essentially crippled him and ended his bounty hunting career. Oof. And as he was in the hospital recovering, um... He began to ponder on his future and wanting to leave behind a lasting legacy of his own because he can't, he can't go out and kill people himself yeah. now. He's like, I can't um, do this anymore. And he approached the corporation that he saved the son for. Um, and he basically approached them and asked them a loan of two million credits to create a guild that would help people that were kidnapped, basically. I'm going to help for this one. A small loan of a million dollars. God damn it. I, I did not think of that meme, but okay, I'll applause you for that. <laughs> Two million dollars, Dr. Evil over there. That wasn't even um, a Dr. Evil reference. That was a Trump reference. Okay, thank you for correcting me on that, but I was thinking of Dr. Evil more like. Um, so he asked for the loan, and the corporation granted him his request. In return... The guild would promote the company's products on the field. So essentially, um, not sell out. Yeah, well, yeah, they're getting their revenue, but it's also a kind of a win-win for both sides because they're helping people, and in return, they're getting a good amount of uh, PR for this weapons company and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, buy more weapons from us. Look at this very honorable bounty hunter saving this five-year-old child from some slavers. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also kind of interesting because if you want to join a certain faction, especially to rescue people and have high-grade weapons, then then House uh, Belenix would be the people to go to and everything. Okay. Um, and then next is House Tesrio who specialize in hunting pirates. Um, Tezriel was founded by Im a former Imperial Navy officer named Revino Terezo. Um, he retired from the military because he was always frustrated with the Imperial Navy's inability to put down these infamous pirates that go around and raid ships and everything. Mm -hmm. um, especially in the case with his infamous pirate named Reginald Barkbone, who goes by the moniker of the Scourge of the Seven Sectors. Hmm. And thus, he, along with other retired like-minded officers, would hire members of a Bounty Hunters Guild to, hey, go kill those pirates and shits. Um, and even though he couldn't, uh, 
get the scourge of the seven sectors, um, they were killing so many pirates that it was basically making additional revenue for the Bounty Hunters Guild. Mm -hmm. And that is when that house was created. So if you love hunting down pirate scum, um, this house is the house for you. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then, um, the next uh, house, so to speak, is called the Slaver Syndicate. What? And you could probably tell what their speciality is. We have a guy that saves people from slaves, or from mm-hmm. slavers, and then there's a slaver's house. What the fuck? <laughs> As the saying goes, the bounty hunting is a complicated profession. I guess so. Yeah, the, the slaver's syndicate specializes in retrieving escaped slaves. Because, <laughs> you know, slavery is now legal within the empire. Fuck you, Palpatine. <laughs> and founded by a Zygerian clan called Paragar, um, the Slaver Syndicate is a more recent addition to the guild. Um, well, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> and, you know, it's very self-explanatory. They go out and, you know, pick up escaped slaves, all that shit, or pick up, uh, you know, species that they want to become slaves. I believe Mandalorians and Twi'leks are the most wanted by that guild. Oof. Yep. It's not good. It is not good at all. But yeah, it's. I just love how diverse the Bounty Hunters Guild is. Like, ooh, we we rescue people. Ooh, we kill pirates. I take away slaves. We we capture slaves. We capture what? slaves. <laughs> I think this next one I think you'll appreciate though. Um, House Paramaxor. They specialize in finding murderers or attempted murderers. Okay, not that bad. Um, yeah, it's not, not that bad. Not as bad as capturing slaves. Not as bad, no. Um, I like to think of these guys as basically the people that go out and kill serial killers. Yeah, they're, and their uh, founder is also pretty cool. Um, the house was founded by this guy named Jakim Perukstar. I probably butchered that name. (laughs) Um, He was a former military officer who survived a duel that resulted in internal injuries that left him paralyzed from the waist down. So there's like a cripple. Yeah. uh, There's like a picture of him where he's just hovering around in this life support system where it's just encompassing his lower half and everything. He's just floating around. Um, <laughs> a, a, a futuristic wheelchair. Yeah, futuristic wheelchair. <laughs> um, from his experience, the dude grew an appreciation for all life and found himself disgusted with those that take life without a just cause. Um, and through his philosophy, House Paraximor um, provides its hunters with the best health and uh, personal services. So if you love healthcare and you love staying fit and everything, this is the house for you. And <laughs> they, they, they probably offer the best healthcare benefits. Yeah, and they also provide the best retirement benefits too. That's cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. Um, and then next is House Nivellius. Um, it's one of the youngest houses within the guild and is known to accept the most profitable bounties and refusing to accept bounties under 20,000 credits cheap asses um due to this policy this attracts a lot of wealthy clients with a guild um and they provide their clients this uh, policy um giving them a deal that if any hunter of their guild is unable to fulfill a contract within a year 
the guild would refund their client with their money, but double the face amount. Oh, shit. So basically, okay. It's like, if we don't get the bounty, here's your money back and double it. Pretty much, yeah. Oof. That's gotta hurt the revenue. Though, given that the house has no intention of losing their money, their hunters are way more motivated to go out and kill that Fair enough, bodies. that's the motivation. <laughs> and yeah, that... Don't lose this house money, go kill your fucking bounties. Yeah, you can see why many wealthy clients would see these guys as attractive. I see they that. They never fail, and if they do, I'll get my money back and more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then next is the Ragnar Syndicate, and they specialize in paramilitary operations. Um, the Syndicate hires its hunters through contract-by-contract contract basis, thus allowing its members to engage in freelance work however they see fit. So this is more the mercenary-ish. Pretty much, kind of yeah. Um, the Syndicate can call upon members on standby lists when a certain mission is required for them to uh, do quasi military operations say counterterrorism, sabotage or assassination okay so if you want your classical army of mandalorian operation these are the guys to go okay um and then there's house renless and it is essentially a all-female bounty hunters house hey and you want to know what their speciality is what is it killing male bounties <laughs> <laughs> Feminism for the win! <laughs> Pretty much feminism if they were bounty hunters. I love that. <laughs> Ladies gotta get representation somehow. And obviously the only members that could get in are female. And they gotta be personally no selected by the uh, founders. Who are the sisters, Genlidus and Grenta Rendless. Um, the house is kind of mysterious with even its founders being rumored to be basically imperial undercover agents. And next is the Mantis Syndicate. Um, they specialize in high-risk operations and private paramilitary operations up to the battalion level. So basically, you got your own private army with the Mantis Syndicate. Nice. Um, their founder is a lady by the name of Morena Mantis. Um, the Mantis Syndicate is comprised of bounty hunters of several backgrounds and would always be ready to spring into action at a moment's notice. So if you need your own private army from the Bounty Hunters Guild, the Mantis Syndicate is the ones that you call upon. That's cool. <laughs> and then next, the most prestigious house of all, House Selectari. It is the oldest and most influential of the houses, with much of the leadership of the Bounty Hunters Guild itself coming from Selectari. Okay. Um, Selectari is in, is famous for never backing down from a fight on either the field or the corporate arena. Um, with even its founder, Jessalurter Selectari, defending his hunters against Imperial administrators by pressuring them and limiting the restrictive practice of assessing collateral damage. <laughs> um, the, with, to even the point, its unofficial model is as, quote, we take care of our own, one way or another. Cool. And for House Selectari, they are like creme of a creme. Creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. Cream of the crop. Cream of a crop bounty hunters. Because the only way you could ever get into this house is if the CEO himself picked you. Aw, oh, fuck. 
and uh, it's kind of steep with its dues because you have on top of a two thousand credits that you have to pay for being a member of the Bounty mm-hmm. Hunters Guild, you have to pay a thousand credits. Too. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck um, that. Okay, here's actually a nice little quote from the uh, Salatari Hunters Guild. Let the guild therefore be unto you as your mother and father. Let this house stand with you as a friend in need. Let this house forever take pride in you as a lover who delights in your prowess. Those who bore you may betray the empire tomorrow. He who in friendship stands by your side may slide the blade in, the, in all the easier. She who shares your sleep may seek to strangle you in it. After all forsake you, only your guild shall remain to fortify and protect you. Only your guild understands exactly who and what you are. And what dares and dares to care about you just the same. Yay, manipulation! So essentially, yeah, House Selectari is basically that organization that's, yeah, we are your true family. In case, you know, your lover, your best friends, or your government betrays you, you'll always have a family with us. Wholesome, but still manipulate. Manipulative as fuck. Not wrong, but still. <laughs> I know, okay, as it said before, bounty hunting is a complicated profession, but, yeah, when even bounty hunters can sometimes be the subject of bounties, as Cad Bane has shown. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, Arjak. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you would want to be in House Selectari because they will fight tooth and nail to make sure your reputation is, you know, afloat. Or if another bounty hunter wants you dead, um, it's basically suicide because House Selectari will just... That's cool, but I, for me... My two favorites are the all-female house. Yep, yep. And the house that gives you good health care. <laughs> yeah, those... Uh, yeah, the one with the best health care and retirement plan, which is... Uh, let me... Because, yeah, I I forget them too. Don't worry. Um, house Paraxamar is definitely the one that you would want to go to for the benefits. Especially um, if you have a lot of illnesses. Yeah, exactly. And House Renless, well, good for you if you're a female. Hey. <laughs> But there are additional two houses that aren't in the Bounty Hunters uh, handbook. But don't worry, they don't have too much information about them. Um, The one that I mentioned before, that that Mace Windu and his boys curb stomped, is the Mm -hmm. Crimson Nova, Mm -hmm. uh, specializing in killing Jedi. Um, They came back into prominence in the Age of the Empire because, you know, Jedi being the official enemies of a state, you gotta have those Bounty Hunters. (laughs) And Even the, with Vader's Inquisitors? Yep. Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, and the final... overkill. Yeah, yeah. When you're the Empire, you gotta be overkill to make sure that none of the Jedi come out of the woodwork. Fair. <laughs> they still did. They, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi are like motherfucking cockroaches, I swear. <laughs> so are the Sith and the Republic, but shenanigans. Anyway. Um, and the final one is the Skin... Uh, Bounty Hunter College. It's basically a house that employs specialists who are all considered at the top of their trade. And as the name implies, well, it's a school that essentially not only bounty hunters can go to, but anybody could go to. That's cool. So yeah, like if you're, I don't know, a random stormtrooper and you want to know more combat skills and everything, you could go to that college. That's cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. Is it under the Empire, or... It's, uh... 
I would assume it's always been there, but it it's generally under the Empire. Mm. But it's still pretty cool that they offer like, yeah, hey, if really you cool. want to learn more survival skills, not just to become a bounty hunter, but to become a better soldier, then come to us. That's cool. I gotta imagine the, uh, the, uh... <laughs> it, makes, it reminds me of, like, the bard colleges and the wizard colleges yeah. in D&D. Yeah, pretty much. I can imagine there's... <laughs> God forbid you get student loans from them. Oh, <laughs> Never, ever skip on paying your loans to the Bounty Hunters Guild. <laughs> no, they'll come after you if yeah. you don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and let me see if I could actually find some... One uh, downside of going to college. Exactly. Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bounty Hunters Guild, it has, like, additional things, like weapons you could get, uh, preparing to hunt your bounties, what kind of bounties you could look for. Like, I think, uh... I'll have to read through that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, I'll probably loan it to you in a little bit, but, um, actually, here's this one, uh, section that I love. It talks about the history of the Bounty Hunters Guild and everything, Mm -hmm. and, um... Here is a really good entry of how the older generation see the more cocky and glory-hunting young youngs. Young ones. Um, I've been in charge of the Guild Museum and Library for a long time. And over the years, more than a few young bounty hunters have told me that they have little interest in history. That they were more interested in the present and in the moments yet to come. They behave like muscle for hire. But I suppose that's all they were. I'm sorry to say that each killed while pursuing a bounty long before reaching middle age, let alone a comfortable retirement. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just goes to show that it's... You gotta be very smart to pursue the life of a bounty hunter's guild. Oh, yes. Or just the life of a bounty hunter in general. Because let's, let's admit... There are a lot of targets that will probably result in your death. Oh, yeah. As many bounty hunters that I've pursued, Arjak have shown. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hell, there was one where he rolled, where Isaac rolled a, like, you know, the D100 yep. to, you know, pick a bounty hunter. And we got just a, a fucking diathem kid trying to be brave and kill us. And it's like, yep. uh, yeah, he got crippled. Yeah, easy money. (laughs) Yep, he lost an arm. (laughs) He's probably going to come back for revenge, though. Fuck. (laughs) But but yeah, um, I think the Bounty Hunters Guild is really interesting. Um, I yeah, it was more interesting than I thought. It was more concrete. It's a lot more intricate. It's got its layers to it. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) As uh, as Shrek likes to say. It's They're like onion. onions. <laughs> and the more uh, layers you peel away, the stinkier it becomes. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a company. Yeah. In, from, from my point of view. A company that also deals death. Yep, a company that deals in death. <laughs> but yeah. Or, um, or life. Depending on what house you work for. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You could be the noble savage or pick up a innocent slave. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that is all I have for the Bounty Hunters Guild. Uh, do you have any lingering questions, Hannah? No, not really. <laughs> I really didn't even have any questions going in. I was just eager to learn more. Oh yeah, since you reminded me, um, since you're thinking of playing Liel's child in the future, 
Would she join the Bounty Hunters Guild? Maybe. Depending on where it falls in the Age of the Empire. Fair it's enough. probably going to be in the Age of the Empire. Fair enough. Uh, what house would she be a part of? I would say she would probably... Esme, that's her name. Esme yeah. would probably fall into house... Uh, uh, are you thinking of a female one? Yeah, House Renless. She, house Renless, yeah. Esme would probably feel at home with House, house Renless. She's just <laughs> with a sisterhood and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that too. Um, but yeah, um, okay, beef, uh, okay, um, and that is our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, uh, how complicated can the Bounty Hunters Guild be? Yeah, how complicated can Bounty Hunters get? <laughs> but yeah, um, I absolutely had a blast talking about the Bounty Hunters Guild. Um, we we gotta definitely one day talk about each individual bounty hunter oh, because God, that there could is be an hour long episode. Absolutely, and I know several Star Wars fans that uh, would love for me to discuss certain bounty hunter characters, well, aside from Boba Fett and all the others. We'll um, see. We'll see what the feedback. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do a poll on them next, <laughs> <laughs> or just leave leave a comment. Tell us what you guys want to see. Yeah, I would or absolutely. Hear. I would absolutely love to talk about the anti-heroes of Star Wars and everything. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. But Instead spe- of us just following villains and heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of anti-heroes, you want to know what our next episode is going to be about, Hannah? What? Who are we covering next? So, um, I'm kind of just deviating a little bit like I did with Bounty Hunters Guild. We'll be talking about one of the more popular anti-heroes of the Star Wars universe. And in this case, it is our good old handsome uh, pirate scum himself, Hondo Onaka. Oh, cool! <laughs> that lovable rogue that uh, has a love-hate relationship with a Jedi Order and everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm excited to learn more about Hondo. Yeah, it's especially going to be fun. By the way, I uh, commissioned the art piece where he's just doing the Jack Sparrow pose on a tank. That'll be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be fun. Once again... Thank you, everybody, for listening to our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Um, it was a really fun episode. I hope you had fun listening to me prattle on about the Bounty Hunters Guild and geeking out over it. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. You got any closing statements, Hannah? May the Force be with you. This is the way, and make sure you don't get a bounty on your head. Oh, yes. Otherwise, those uh, Bounty Hunter uh, student... Debt collectors will surely have your head for it. <laughs> Bounty hunter debt collectors. Holy <laughs> shit. Anyway, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.